When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to Treks in the City. I'm here with Nico Aid. Hi. Hi. Um, so, Alice, I'm in New York right now, which is why I have Nico here, because mm. you live in New York. I do live in New York. Yes. I live right here in Brooklyn. Nice. Yeah. I When I come to New York, I live here in Brooklyn, too. Oh, nice. It's nice. I love... <laughs> very polite. <laughs> uh, so, Alice is... Alice just texted. Let's see. Wait, what? Why? Okay. Um, so... Alice is in LA and she's in the studio and she's doing something on set today. So if she can, she will call in. Awesome. So in the meantime, it's we're, just me and you and Star Trek. Me and you and Star Trek. I am so ready for this. Woo-hoo. Okay. Okay. So yeah, she's going to call in if she can. So, oh my God. Okay, Nico, I'm yeah. very excited to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. I'm a big Trekkie. I'm like okay. a big, big Trekkie. This is why, because yeah. last, uh, when was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, like two, three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, so you were in LA, mm-hmm. and I randomly came along with my roommate to see you. Yeah. Uh, you Great and Marina. Yeah. yeah. So Nico's from the duo, Duet. Yeah, the duo, the Duet, either or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nico and Marina, and they were out in LA doing some... Uh, Showbiz stuff. Yeah, entertainment biz. Entertainment, meeting, Meeting the stars, getting lunch, the scripts, brunch, doing yeah, the scripts, things. Pitching, <laughs> um, you know, duetting. Yeah, we got a lot of sushi. Yeah, you did? <laughs> yeah. Was that kind of the meeting standard? Well, every, we had like a list of places that we wanted to go to, and we were like, oh, this sushi place is the best sushi we've ever had. And all the meeting people were like, it's passe now. <laughs> and so it feels like there's lots of cool restaurants. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Uh, there's a sushi place that I crave deeply and... Frequently, oh, yeah. and it's in in uh, Little Tokyo. Ooh, there's so many little places. <laughs> there are many little places. There's uh, historic Filipino town, mm-hmm. but it's not little. I was in Thai town, Thai and I had town. the best Thai food I ever had ever. when I was there. Yeah. Ever, ever. I know. Uh, Siobhan and I often become very lazy and very nice. uh, curled up. In our couches <laughs> and just say, you want to order Thai? Yeah. Does Thai deliver, I mean, this is nothing to do with this, but does Thai deliver further in LA than it does in New York? Does Thai deliver further? Right, because like, I feel like sometimes it's like a 10 block radius that they'll, the guy will go to on his bike. But oh, if you're in a I car see. and you got highways everywhere. It's yeah, like, I think it does. Nice. Uh, I think we kind of live, uh, you know, like a mile and a half away from Thai town and... We still get all the prime primo, primo Thai. <laughs> I used to live in Thai town and just, I think I just tried every single one of them. Yeah. There is Sap, Sap coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know it or didn't visit it. Well, 
they have a crazy schedule. They open at 8 a.m. Okay. Close at 7 p.m. Wow. They're not open on Wednesdays. And they're Fuck called. Fuck Wednesdays. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And they're called um, Sap Coffee Shop, but they're just a Thai restaurant. <laughs> it's just very strange. <laughs> There's no coffee shop activity happening. I see. You will not get a latte in oh, that okay. place. Not uh, even like the Thai iced coffee with like the condensed milk, maybe? Yeah, you might get that. <laughs> that it's like you're the top. The closest, like the Venn diagram between okay. coffee shop and Thai restaurant. <laughs> right. That's that. Um, oh, okay. So, sorry. Every time I say, I go quiet and say, oh, okay, I'm reading texts. That's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm a, I cannot be a reporter. <laughs> no, you're getting all the new information. Yeah, and then I'll be like quiet on camera, like, uh, instead of being like, we're receiving news that. So, um, so this coffee shop, mm-hmm. but it's a restaurant. Yeah. It's. It has like weird bright lights, so it has no ambiance okay. whatsoever. <laughs> but so it's been rated the best Thai restaurant in LA, Ooh. and it has like top uh, the top boat noodles. What's a boat noodle? So it's this like it's this soup that has like a, a dark liquid. It's really good. <laughs> does not sound great. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's like a soup with a lot of dark liquid. <laughs> like uh, instead of like regular liquid soup just real liquid, dark. it's just real dark, Foreboding. man. <laughs> it's just real heavy. And there are things floating in it and mm. kind of boils up and it's just kind of creepy. Great. <laughs> it has some kind of like meatball style things. Mm. I don't know. I, I tried it and frankly I'm not a fan, but... People, People love, love it. Love this, yeah. right? So it's a top plate in this place. But then I saw a picture of. Do you like pad thai? I love pad thai. It's so good. I know. <laughs> so there's a, something similar. That's like, I saw a picture of something like like pad thai, but the noodles were green. Hmm. And I was like, "What is this?" And then I order it, and it's uh, called jade noodles. Hmm. Jade, like the sto- yeah, stone. Yeah. Uh, and it's. Noodles may have, I think, spinach, hmm. and it has three types of meat. Okay. And the concept of it, it's like a soup without the liquid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime you describe something edible as a liquid, it never sounds great. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm so sorry. It's fine. This is not what I do for a living. <laughs> it's a soup without... The liquid. <laughs> what would you say? The beverage part? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no I wouldn't say the, the beverage drinkable. part. I don't know. Uh, the, yeah, no, the liquid's fine. The, liquid, the water, the broth. The, the f- broth. Okay, broth. That yeah. is an accurate word, right? Yeah, broth works. So it's a uh, soup without the broth. <laughs> Something's weird about this. I don't know. So it's a uh, crab. It's crab. It's duck and like pork. Ooh. And it has sugar and some kind of like, it has like, a part of it that's very, very hot and mm-hmm. a part of it that's like very sweet and then the meat in the middle and the noodles are green and you mix the entire thing and uh-huh. you eat it in one. Yeah, I, um. yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that sounds like my thing. It's really, really good. So it's the only place outside of Thailand in the States, I think. Okay, that serves it? That serves this place. Uh. This like dish. I feel like I always go with the, the, the boring standard ones like a basil fried rice and i felt like i went to this place i know i went to like it was jitlada it was one of those places where like i went in and they um 
The people yeah. around me were strategizing their orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I ordered a spring roll. Yeah, that... <laughs> and I felt like a fool. Yeah, you were. <laughs> it was like, why? But it was the most delicious spring roll I ever yeah. had. It wasn't microwave. Sometimes but... you have to go to a place like that and get in, like, it's such a really delicious place and just go to the basics. Yeah. Try the, the basics. basics in a really good place. Yeah. The, the the pineapple fried rice I had was served in a pineapple. You got that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. They bring it like this. Like mm -hmm. it's a like a intersection. <laughs> yeah. Like a cut in half. Cut in half. Uh, pineapple. pineapple filled with pineapple fried Yum. rice. Uh, I, I, I ate there alone. <laughs> <laughs> I ate it all. Yeah, that's not rare in LA. Nice. <laughs> or New York. No, no, no. It's not, not rare. It's just not. Uh, so, just Lara has a menu that's like white people menu and then Thai people. Oh, I've heard that. I think they probably gave me the white people menu. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think it's unbearable. The other one is like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I like don't poisonously do spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, what else did you eat in LA? Oh, I ate sushi and I ate Thai food and I <laughs> ate a pizza and the pizza was good. It was solid. It really? was real solid. Not liquid or? No, no, no. The liquids were good on it. <laughs> liquids, <laughs> liquids melted with the cheese nicely. Uh, uh, I think that's it. What else do we eat? I don't know. I think that was mostly the LA good foods. So I caught you at the end of your trip, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, because soon after we started talking, Star Trek came up. Yes. And that was really nice. Because <laughs> then you're like a real fan. You're a Trekkie. Yeah, I was born watching Star Trek. My uh, I my uh, my uncle, who's a bigger Star Trek fan than I am, he would always like record all the episodes on VHS. And he would always, he had to drive my mom to the hospital in the middle of an episode. And Whoa. he didn't have the VHS for it. So I was born watching Star Trek. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And that defined your entire life. Well, yeah. I mean, he also just like got us all the cool Star Trek toys. And then some of them we didn't take out of the box because he was like, these are going to be good ones. <laughs> and uh, took me to Star Trek conventions. Do you still have them? Yeah. There's like a box in my mother's apartment where uh, there's like a wharf action figure and then the wharf dress up action figure you oh know sometimes God. when they wear their fancy like yeah, yeah, yeah uniforms and then one of wharf as a sheriff in the old west from that uh holodeck episode yes! with his son <laughs> so yes with alexander yeah oh my god okay mm -hmm. okay so wait tell me about it uh so you're you were born watching star trek but when did you start like watching it i honestly as a conscious like, being i honestly i I can't remember not having Star Trek in my life. Whoa. I feel like I we watched it a lot as a kid. Uh, it's one of the things my mom liked to talk through Star Trek episodes. You know what I mean? She liked to bring up the, like, both my mom and my dad liked to do that. Talk through, like, the philosophical lef lessons of a Star Trek what? Uh, episode like what? or movie. Like, what kind of stuff? Like... So, like, when, when Spock dies in, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> the movie number, in the oh, second no. movie and the third movie, when he, like, dies and, like, the good of the one outweighs the good of the many and uh, uh my dad would be like that's one way of thinking about it but there's also the good of the many outweigh the good of the one and like basic like you you're know, like shut up morals let me pause no i usually was like deep, <laughs> deep. <laughs> cool uh and then I, th I think we also liked watching deep space nine i think that was the one i probably watched the most so both your mom and dad yeah everyone loves star trek and my uncle and my sister and my brother <laughs> and i'm sure who's distant uncle? Relatives. Who's he's brother? my mother's my mother's little brother so you're like a full-blown Star Trek family. Full-blown Star Trek family. Except we haven't watched the new ones yet. Oh, uh, the Discovery? Yeah. I try to commit. I was like, you have to. Yeah. Because, okay, I get it. 
So why haven't you? Let me ask I you. I feel like the movies, no I enjoyed the first new movie that came out where they had like Young Kirk. 2009? Yeah. I watched Star Trek, that. Star Trek. Yeah. I watched that with my dad and we cried at the end of it and we both felt very good. And then since then, I feel like the new Star Treks haven't really captured that, uh, uh, all the space negotiations of the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> They're much more action-packed They're and not much diplomatic. less philosophical. Yeah. yeah, there's no diplomacy. I miss that. Diplomacy I hate is it. the heart of this show. <laughs> it's the heart of the show. Sometimes there's like full episodes where the, there's like a diplomat from somewhere else mm-hmm. and there's like a specific mission. Right. Uh, and there's like some specific cultural mores that yeah. they think are offensive but they can't intervene on. Yeah, and they yeah. have to like work around those yeah in a way that's like respectful yet accomplishes the mission mm, or whatever exactly that's like exactly. the juice that's for the, me yeah that's the juice for me too uh like that sarek episode with uh oh, yeah sarek and picard sarek as in spock's father yeah okay. spock's father uh comes he's 200 and something years old mm. and he's beginning to be a senile old man Vulcan, yeah. yeah, and uh, and he's losing control over his emotions, yeah. Uh, but he's been preparing for 98 years to create to like conduct this like diplomatic mission <laughs> with this like very delicate race of like aliens, yeah. And he can't control his fucking emotions, <laughs> so of course, he has to mind meld with Picard, with Picard who, who's got that sweet voice, <laughs> yeah, that sweet, sweet French accented voice, <laughs> yeah, super French man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the most French. Most French man anybody's ever been. <laughs> well, Alice and I have this working theory that, of course, uh, French was fully eliminated 10 years into our future. Oh, like, yeah. The French language died. Just, yeah, yeah. All, everyone so, stops speaking. Yeah, they're just done. <laughs> right. That language. So yeah. they adopted British. <laughs> and that's why he's a French man who speaks. I think I read that in the Star Trek encyclopedia, too. Well, that makes sense, because that's the only explanation this could ever have. Or, uh, yeah, no, that's about that's, that's about, about it. it. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. When you watch the new ones, they are more action-based. Yeah, they're too action-based. There's not enough negotiations. There's not enough, like, philosophy. Though, I would say this episode that we watched for today was maybe too slow and philosophical. It was very slow. <laughs> it was one it was of the like slowest Star Trek episodes I've seen. Slow budding uh one track thing. I don't right. know. It was a slow romance that uh, I guess Dr. Crusher discussed with her adult son Wesley for a bit. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. It was just so pleasant. Right. I mean, it was pleasant but slow. Yeah. It's weird that it's like the episode right before the season finale. Right. Maybe the writer just lays out for an episode. They were like, <laughs> let's just slow it down before we really get into one of the top episodes of the entire show. Is the next episodes the one where he, with, uh, where he becomes Lacutus? It's, yep. Oh, damn. I know. I got booked for the wrong episode. I know. <laughs> Best of both worlds. So, okay. So we watch episode, season three, episode 25 called Transfigurations. And the log line is, the Enterprise finds a deserted planet and a downed ship's lone survivor who has no memory but possesses extraordinary healing powers. 45 minutes on this one thing. There's not <laughs> yeah. even like... The B-plot is Jordy kind of gets his groove back a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Right. And then we probably don't enjoy it the rest of the entire see that ca- show. Yeah, I don't think we see that character ever again. Chrissy Henshaw. <laughs> so, and then we have, uh, right after this, we have episode 26, The Best of Both Worlds, which is, yep, the good one, the one, the one that defines the the Part show. Part one. Part one. This is yeah. This like the episode that comes after this, and we can talk about it too. 
we're gonna have uh, Paul F. Tompkins do part one and two. Oh, okay, I get it. I get I get being beat out by Paul. F. He's a regular. <laughs> I'll accept it. He's like a part of our. What is it? What is it that SNL does when someone? Repeats. Oh, like a five timer. Yeah. He's, oh, nice. He's gonna be our four timer, I think, something Ooh. like that. So, um, best of both worlds. We wanted to have someone who's been here before and who 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 will do both. Nice. <laughs> and we're both gonna be in LA too, so that perfect. It worked out this way. I really want you to when you, you do let me know when you're back I'm, in I'm LA. Back in LA. I need <laughs> we need people like you. Oh, thank you, thank you. We More have trekkies. a lot of people. Yeah, we we really do because we have a lot of people who are um, watching it for the first time because mm -hmm. we asked them for the episode, and oh, it's really? always so interesting to see like everyone knows like data and and Jordy mm -hmm. and everyone kind of knows you know right. like it's in it's in pop culture it's in the yeah. universal in the, consciousness exactly. yeah, it's in the ether it's, yeah. yeah but i feel like it doesn't i feel like you, you don't get a good sense from the pop culture how i don't know weirdly political and hippie-ish the show is yeah. oh my god yeah yeah it's very i don't know it's very advanced and it's fun when someone really knows the characters and then they they i don't know they call them out like <sighs> Like Jordy in this episode. So mm. Jordy is basically an asexual being. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. For most of the. For the entire TV show. I heard an interview with him once where he said he was the only character not to have a, a romantic arc in the entire series. They yeah. even gave Data one, but they never gave him one. I know. And that's crazy. Yeah. And that's racist. I yeah, think. it's <laughs> I definitely think... racist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it has to do with the fact that he's a black guy. Right, right. Um... But Worf did have one. Worf did have one. But here's the thing about Worf, and this is like a true thing. Like, I didn't know Worf or the actor who played Worf was black. And I just thought, <laughs> like, the, the Klingons were all in brown face mm -hmm. or whatever. Because, like, I was a kid. Because this is what I learned when I went to um, a Star Trek convention when I was seven with my uncle. Yeah. Because well, Worf. how lucky. I know. I know. I was a very blessed child. Uh, the, it was Worf was signing something for DS9, and it was like, in particular, it was Worf's wedding episode in oh, DS9. Jadzia Dax. Dax. Yeah. yeah. And so they were both signing their wedding pictures together. Mm -hmm. And I remember because I went up to get his signature, and I, I saw Michael Dorn, and I was so happy. I was like, Michael Dorn's black. Ah! <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went crazy. My uncle was like, of course he is. I don't know. And, I, and then I did. I don't think I had the words for it, but I was like, oh, I just assumed the Klingons or they all look a little darker they right, all seem right, to have right. like a little bit of like more face paint and, it, and that may be uh, first uh, instance of realizing systemic bias in television maybe. right you were just like the uh, warriors yeah they're the darker ones right <laughs> yeah. the, they're kind of like they treat them like dumb beasts right like right. sometimes <laughs> a lot of times yeah they uh, uh, say no to him all the time yeah, yeah. But, but this time uh, in this episode Jordy listened to Worf's love advice uh, right, yes. Jordy uh, Worf is like teaching Jordy the ways of Klingon love. Yeah, bragging about it. Yeah, but it wasn't even Worf. It's no. not even his credit. It's just because, and this is how slow this episode is. LaForge uh, brushes in contact with this alien once. <laughs> yes. He asks the girl out, and then we just don't follow that storyline anymore for the rest of the episode. No, just Riker says like, "I, you've been smiling all month." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's because of the dates." Yeah. What I do like is I feel like most of like the I, I'm sorry I'm a little fidgety. I feel like most of the uh, episodes or like the sex adventure with an alien episodes are Rikers, and this one uh, was more of a Doctor Crusher falls in love with an alien episode, and I that love was a that. new thing. Yeah, yeah, and also it's a very, very 
I think it, there's like stereotypes like so if it's like the older characters in the show mm -hmm. the way they fall in love is kind of it's less on the sexy side and more on the spiritual mm. conversational side yeah. you know I never and I, I still to this day don't really know what the, what, what Cr Dr. Crusher and Captain Picard's uh, romantic history is there is some sort of romance but it seems not sexual in any way it seemed like a triangle of minds or something mm, yeah I don't know because <laughs> her and Whoopi Goldberg Guyana I always I always wondered uh, did Picard hook up with her <laughs> I don't know yeah. I never I never got that impression but I would have I mean, that would be amazing fanfic. Yeah, we can it's write just it. Like, uh, I always mention this, but Neil Casey mentioned that there's a book called that's fan fiction between uh, Troy and Riker called Imzadi. Oh. Apparently, it's very sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Troy's, to... Troy's, a, Troy's a, striking, a striking lady. I yeah. feel like she's probably informed a lot of my... Uh, uh, sexual development. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that. Same like Alice was informed by Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher? Because she was age appropriate. Okay. It was age appropriate. I see. <laughs> I, of course, watched it. I watched all of Star Trek as an adult. So to me, I was like, Riker. <laughs> yeah. Because I am Riker. Yeah, he's got a, he's a strong man. He's also always, when he's wearing his leisure shoes, clothes, his like, uh, his chest is exposed. Do you know what I love mean? It. These draping fabrics. So hairy. Yeah. I love it. Hey guys, Veronica Sorio here from Treks in the City. Would you buy a t-shirt for $50 if you knew it only cost seven to make? I wouldn't. I mean, why would I do that? That's crazy. With Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. You know why? Because it only makes premiums, premium essentials. Using the finest materials without traditional markups. And they tell you their real costs. So you know you're never overpaying. Everlane wants you to know what you're paying for and why. They're radically transparent about every step in their process. From the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. No children labor. No, you know, abusing the planet. Because Everlane sells directly to you. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. Essentials, essentials, like their cotton crew t-shirt, are exactly what they should be. Simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. I am rocking my Everlane swag because we got some because they're so cool. And they said there's some pretty awesome. I got the daytime tote bag and uh everyone is like where's that from oh my god i love it so much and i'm like yeah bitch it's some swag from everlane and it's cool because it's ethically made so i don't have to feel guilty about saying you know how i like to also buy some trash clothes and sometimes when that happens people just look at you like what the fuck are you doing with the planet and with Everlane, I never, ever, ever have that problem. Everlane's Timeless Essentials are just what you're looking for. No frills, just quality. And right now, guys, guess what? You can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash treks. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash treks. Everlane.com slash treks. Um, so let's start with this episode um routine assignment has yes. made for a refreshingly quiet time okay so wait before we actually go into this i want to say they basically find an alien that's almost dead mm -hmm. just to like uh balance his neural pathways or whatever just mm -hmm. to say that yeah, that's, no, that's good said. that's a <laughs> uh they connect geordie to him mm -hmm. 
And then suddenly we see the B storyline that Jordy has been feeling really good about himself all month. Mm -hmm. And they prove it by him hitting on a girl that he used to not be able to hit on before. Right. But they don't have sex. They, no, it's just like a lot of just hand holding and mm -hmm. arm, like yeah. holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks around Walking the, into the cafeteria together, yeah. much like in a middle school. Yeah. Just very asexual. No mm -hmm. penis, Jordy. Uh,. <laughs> Usually they do this to Asian characters, but since they have none, yeah. uh, they did that. Uh, Asian men. So uh, then we see Dr. Crusher kind of like making sure that this man, alien, yeah. humanoid. He's like, I feel like the, the, the design team on him just did like a light Klingon. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like they did melted. the ridges on the face, but not as much brown yeah. makeup. Just like lighter skin, mm -hmm. softer ridges. Something with the earlobes. Yeah, a little melted. Yeah. A little like a softer <laughs> goo. And then basically the entire episode is about how this guy's recuperating, but also he has something right. unusual happening in his cells. I guess, but there's nothing bad until the aliens come, or the other aliens yeah. come, I guess. which is like the last seven minutes of the show. Yeah, it's I a wanna... quiet time on the Enterprise. <laughs> it is a quiet time. As Jean-Luc says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. That's her. Can, do you love my screen? I do which love one? your screen. My screen is fully cracked. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stare. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. I love Worf's sex advice. Because <laughs> what can you do with that? You just start feeling your own smell. <laughs> you just stop putting on deodorant. Try to emit it. Right, yeah, Try yeah, to, yeah. like, send it away. Put out your pheromones into the air. Just make, like, focus, close your eyes, and try to <laughs> send it towards the person. <laughs> so the girl comes. The girl's clearly interested in Jordy. Yeah, definitely. I'm so sorry for my screen. So how have you been? Good. Uh, so awkward. Very awkward. Engineering. Fine. They... Supernatural pauses, like yeah. cutting himself Fine. off. <laughs> well, I'll see you around. Oh, poor Jordy. So, do you know why this like plot happened I with Jordy? To teach you about women. Mm -mm. I mean, I think like there's a there's like another scene like 20 minutes in where he asked her out again. Yeah, and now he's changed by having been in contact with this alien, right? Yeah. So like, I, it makes me crazy about Jordy. I'm trying to. I'm googling here. I'm going to the wikia and seeing like what they know about <laughs> transfigurations. I always do that, and Alice gets mad. What googling the, the Star I Trek wiki? Loud. <laughs> oh, I Google out loud. I'm like, just so everyone in the room knows what's what's on <laughs> what's on the search bar. Why I'm so quiet? 
So when, when you were growing up, were you like DS9 is my thing? I think we like I like DS9 the most. It was like the one I remember see. I feel like I watched the other ones more on VHS than I did watch. I remember like scenes from the next on DS9 more clearly. And I feel like I remember, and though this could be a lot because I was probably like five or something, maybe less. I feel like I do remember the Lacutus the Borg cliffhanger as the first cliffhanger I remember. Horrible. Yeah, but I, I could have also seen that on VHS. But DS9 was the one I could remember very clearly coming out, and it had the Black Captain, which we liked a lot. And I feel like my mother like would uh, well like would always. I guess I maybe appreciate this more now that I'm an adult, but like constantly in DS9 like Cisco's like I was reading about Harriet Tubman or like I was going to visit my father in New Orleans yeah. and we were making okra and it's just like black culture is like in the future in a way that like uh, it's not in any of the other Star Trek yeah 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 and I feel like like you know the occupation of Bajor that's like apartheid <laughs> it was always like the lessons and I feel like they're like the uh, overtly political yeah revolutionary stuff was in DS9 which I also was into it my family's into it, and then I seeped into me <laughs> I mean it makes sense yeah. uh I think DS9 so I finished all of uh TNG and then immediately hit play on DS9 and it was horrible it was quite a shock yeah and then once I got past like the first <coughs> say like five episodes yeah first season mm-hmm. start season two and I was like okay yeah, you have to because it's not the same kind of charisma. Like Cisco doesn't have the same acting skills as Picard. <laughs> I think he has better acting <laughs> skills. <laughs> he like emphasizes words weird. Every single word. It's so weird. Ducat. <laughs> Ducat. Uh, but I love his relationship with his son Jake, and I yeah. love that they, they're they're like it's such a good father father son relationship. And he has a good relationship with his his dad. Yeah, so it's like a very like uh, healthy masculine masculinity healthy like uh, mm-hmm. patriarchal line kind of deal yeah that is sweet it's very sweet they don't go anywhere i think that's sometimes i feel like the biggest problem with ds9 it's hard it's yeah. harder because then you gotta be very involved with whatever happens the geopolitics of cardassia <laughs> yeah cardassia and then bajor and then yeah. whatever happens with the wormhole yeah the gem hadar and then there's a lot of the the gem hadar, the drug addict <laughs> the, the religion the religion factor it's more like it strikes me more as Battlestar Galactica, where mm. like there's like religion that could be real, could not. Right. Maybe there's a question mark. While TNG rarely deals with religion as a possibly a real thing. It's, no, it's, it's more got like, more Q is exists. Yeah. Q is the closest thing. I yeah, guess. there's Q, and we know that he's almighty in a way. Yeah, and, and this guy turns into light. This alien turns into light at the end evolving, of this episode. Yeah. But it's not like a god, you yeah. know, or like there's no. If they deal with mythology, it has. They t- treat it as like their culture, mm. while Cisco immediately gets called the emissary, and he's yeah. fully involved <laughs> in, in this. Like, he's a part of the religion now. Oh yeah, yeah. He is uh, basically people go and pay respects to him from yeah. Bajor. Like they're like, <laughs> it's the emissary. So that's like a very interesting element for all of this. Yeah, and it's the first time they have like the parallel reality, the alternate universe. Oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Kira is a very evil. Yeah, it's like the dark timeline. Yeah, with the agonizer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Kira is a d- bad bitch. Yeah, she is. Kira Nerys, but she's always tough. She you know, is. Yeah. But in this one, she has like good intentions. And yeah. the other one, she wants to just destroy, <laughs> destroy everyone. Um, so the reason I'm, I'm just curious about how. So Wesley has a couple of like maybe crushes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Picard has like Vosh. 
And maybe another woman. Vash? Vash is this woman that Captain Picard meets in Riza when he didn't want to go. Oh, I don't think I know this plot. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, who's the, who's the romance? She is a bad girl. Uh-oh. She's a bad girl, but she's, like, age-appropriate, you know? Yeah. Um, and they, it's a meeting of the minds, but she has the different goals. She wants to be free and, like, mm. she'll never... She's... Um, she cannot be corrected. Yeah. And Picard is... All about Captain correction. Picard. Yeah. So that's where they... That's where the passion you know, is, and that's where they split apart. Tip hats and go separate ways. Is she only in an episode, or does she come back more? She comes back as Q's girlfriend. Q's girlfriend? <laughs> Man, these writers are really good. That's pretty shocking. <laughs> I am like, I feel like we got these I got the slowest episode of Star Trek and I only want to talk about the other episodes of Star Trek. That's right okay. Now. That's okay. That's what we do here. We can talk Great. about anything we want. <laughs> the shocking the, sh- the your shock, I wish I could uh Yeah, because it's such a sick burn to Picard if, if he's if she's dating Q. It's did, a sick burn. Did Picard ever tell her about Q? She's like, well, I want a more adventure. And Picard is like, it makes sense. I love how in Star Trek they never question if different species can have sex. It's just assumed no matter what, uh, in any type of existence, you like can always just do it. Alexander's mom is half Klingon, half human. Yeah. And I just don't see how that could ever be. Because yeah. it seems like Klingon's coals would destroy a woman's pelvis. You yeah. know, just let's just start there. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I have the theory where like uh, a Klingon penis is just like a spine. Oh, it's like rigid? Yeah. Like yeah, a, you're probably right about that. That's <laughs> so disturbing. Doesn't it sound like, like yeah. A, yeah, I feel like it's like <laughs> <laughs> it makes an alien noise. <laughs> <laughs> it goes <laughs> I just feel like it's yeah, gotta be, be, it'd be terrible. But but Worf is is, is no Worf is just raised by Klingon, is raised by humans, by humans. But he's not half human. Yeah, he's full of Klingon, full on Klingon. So that penis is a, a is spine. a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably imagine like Worf gets naked and I'm about to have sex with him, or you are, yeah. and then you see like a regular human penis. I don't think that's what. You that's not see. what you're looking for. I don't think that's what I don't think that's what I came in to this bedroom. I want a barbed penis with a smaller penis that yeah. comes out of the penis. And it goes yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, also like Data's penis. Data's penis must be just a, a solid vibrator, right? I know. <laughs> just like a it's real It's going to be like a eight rated like five star like uh inspector gadget <laughs> yeah. do it can different settings he's trained in multiple <laughs> techniques yeah he had like dr soon programmed that into him yeah but he didn't bother to make him any kind of human skin color no no he liked that silver <laughs> he just was like you're gonna look like a shimmer <laughs> a disgusting person like a sickly a sickly, a sickly tone. anemic yeah anemic shimmering <laughs> yeah that's what he is um yeah but so Worf Klingons and humans I don't I don't know how they could right but how could someone reproduce. sleep with Q like isn't Q is Q a physical being yeah, or is so, Q just like, you know, waves and energy manifesting in ways we can understand well how would you if Q showed up and was like hey Want. I love you. You want to have sex? You'd be like, no. Can you uh, make yourself into the shape of a? <laughs> you can do. <laughs> okay, I'll try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll play with you, Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? Oh, well, please w- do the body of a. Then of, you like, can yeah, request. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could just and change it up. 
yeah. if you wanted to midway. Could you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you not? Make your body a little softer and curve your make your body a little harder and, and yeah. rock hard. Yeah. yeah. Could you make like fitness like super squat girl? <laughs> or you can be like yeah. a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um softer on the side. Yeah. Maybe maybe Yummy. maybe we ask for Q to be very muscly on top, but very like jiggly, jiggly on the bottom. Jiggly on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So you can touch where, yeah, where yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you need softness, you get softness. Could you just like fuck some energy? Well, I get what <laughs> could you? Yeah. Maybe probably. Just be like, where's your how do I yeah. should I just like walk through you or what's I just what think everyone just has know. penises in, in the Star Trek universe. Penises and vaginas. Yeah, the two the two ones. <laughs> the two ones. <laughs> oh, wasn't didn't Riker <laughs> Didn't Riker ever date he dated someone who was asexual. Yeah, I just watched that episode recently. Really? Yeah, he the, he dates someone Tell who has a... Tell us about it. Oh, well, now uh, Riker dates someone in an alien species who does not uh, have gender. They don't think they have gender in their species. They don't species. have gender. But, but Riker's feeling it, and uh, this person's feeling it, too. And then uh, they do it, and they get on, and they like, wear their sexy robes together, and then she's punished by her society. She them oh them them no but I think she I think she decides to take a gender at the oh, end really I think I could be wrong about that but then uh, you know they Rick, punish her they punish they for punish picking her. her yeah yeah <gasps> what season is this in uh, I think it's like five ish four ish five or something like that why, why did you just randomly because I watch generally this? assume the first couple seasons of any TV shows a little weaker yeah you know what I mean? they are yeah they and are. so I jumped a little further ahead you I think just... I uh, yeah it's in the same season as where Worf goes in the holodeck and is a cowboy. Uh, I think I started that episode and then I like, went to the next one. You're like, let me just keep mm-hmm. going on the fifth. Yeah, the fifth is great. I mean, I think anything past now, the episode after this one, mm-hmm. everything gets very solid. Yeah, everything's there's great. a few fails, but yeah, before this, there's like hit or miss. Definitely. And season one is mostly miss. miss. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but it's okay. There's like some things that you can recoup from it. Yeah. Okay. It's time to let you in on a little secret. <laughs> Zola. Okay. It's time to let you all in one little secret. My the motherfucker. Okay. It's time to let you in on a little secret. Zola. I freaking love Zola because it's helping all of my friends all of my friends who are getting married, to do a wedding registry in such an easy way. Here's how. From engagement to wedding to decorating your first home, Zola is there, combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology. Tools and technology, guys. Are you listening to this? So we want you to join 500,000 couples. That's half a million couples who've used Zola. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and easy to use planning tools. Like, did you just hear all that? Zola allows you to conveniently manage everything online and in one place. This saves couples so much time. And speaking of saving time, start with a free wedding website. It's so easy and it takes just minutes to set up. You know those websites that people send like, hey, this is our website for the wedding. Yeah, you get that for free. Choose from over 100 beautiful wedding website designs that fit any couple's style and every type of wedding. The trashy ones, the classy ones, the ones in between. An FAQ section helps you address those awkward questions like, can I bring my kids or do I have a plus one? Done. Done. The answers are there. FAQ section, bitch. Click it. And you can put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gift in one convenient and beautiful place. 
Sola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. The Sola store has the widest selection of gifts and all different price points. There's something for every guest to give, from your poorest guests to your richest guests. And guests love free shipping and returns, price matching, and more. Over 500 top brands from OXO, OXO, and Cuisinart to Sonos and Airbnb. That's a lot, guys. So what are you waiting for? To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Sola, go to Sola.com start treks slash treks. Not start treks, although I like that. It's Sola.com slash treks. That's Z-A. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dyslexic today. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash treks. That's a free wedding website and also $50 off your registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com slash treks. Z-O-L-A dot com slash Um, so, okay, so Jody's pretty bad at hitting on this woman. It crashed on the planet. We picked up life signs, humanoid, very faint and fading. They, in this episode, I noticed that they probably built, like, more hallways, more, mm -hmm. more sets. Yeah, there are a lot of hallway scenes. There's not, and there's, like, dual hallways or, like, double-decker, <laughs> like, when he's upstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to activate the shuttle. Mm. Like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. A good planet. It's a solid planet. Looks very rocky. Your classic. What's this? This, like, uh, synth. Oh, yeah, synth music. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So they find this, like, version Klingon. Yeah, this, this Brand X Klingon man. <laughs> There's damage to his brain stem. Autonomic functions are failing. His heart needs active neural feedback. It can't regulate itself. Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> right here. There's a lot of mumbo jumbo in this one. A lot. I was uh, like, way too much. Am I falling asleep? <laughs> is it that I'm sleepy that I didn't drink coffee today, or no? no. It's just no. this is a week a week episode with uh, they probably didn't have enough pages, and they were like, let's just add more mumbo jumbo to each line, and it'll space it out. Because there's not enough plot. No plot. <laughs> So Jordy gets connected to this man, and this is when it happens. Look. <gasps> I'm fine, no problem. <laughs> See, even when the thing happens, it's fine, and there's no problem. Even when there's like anything that could potentially be a moment. Yeah. So. Okay. Transfigurations. Mm. I love that uh, Wesley's now in his red uniform. Oh yeah, is at this point is Wesley uh, in is Starfleet Academy? He missed out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In the last episode, mm -hmm. he was about to get picked up by. He got in the academy, mm -hmm. and he was about to get picked up by by the academy bus. Yeah. <laughs> the academy. It's like a it's like the that cartoon. Mhm. Mm this uh magic school bus. Magic school bus. <laughs> yeah. Would have gone to a whole different place. Right, right, right. But when he was about to transport into the magic school bus, he he realizes Riker and Tr it's the the Menage Troy episode. So the Ferengi kidnap I don't know why that episode is called that. Yeah. Let me just say. Menage Troy? Yeah. There's not a threesome of two Troys and a Riker? <laughs> that's what I mean. No, there's not. They just, like, the Ferengis just want to fuck uh, yeah. Mama Troy. Oh, no. Roxana. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so they. Oh, kidnap- but she gets into it, right? Doesn't she? Doesn't she fall in love with the guy? No. No. Oh, I think it's something no, different. No. Yes, but she she to defend her daughter, she caresses the Frankie's ears. That's what that sticks in my mind. Yes. I have that image in my mind. It's just her being like, "Yes, you have lovely ears," mm. and he's like, "Yes," <laughs> and the other one's like, "You fool! They're stealing they're the coats. <laughs> yeah, they're escaping." Um, so it's Troy, Troy, and Riker get kidnapped by the Frankie. And uh, they sent a scramble signal to the Enterprise, and Wesley's about to get on the on the transport to the school bus, and then he's like, "No, wait!" And he figures out that th- what he was hearing, the scramble signal, was actually Riker asking for help. So because he went to help Riker, he missed the bus. Yeah, and now he has to wait a full year to go into the academy. I mean, it is space travel across light years and light years. Sorry, bitch. Yeah. It's gonna take us months. Gotta be, gotta, <laughs> gotta be places on time. Yeah. So he, because of that one move, he missed out on being on the academy for a full year. Yeah. So Picard promotes him from ensign to from acting ensign to ensign nice. and gives him his command uniform. Nice. So we see him here. So I think we. I want to like. There's basically nothing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> they discover that the cells are rapidly is setting in. Use the protodynoplaser to stabilize his immune system. Technobabble. We need to design a virus that can infiltrate his cell structure and boost his ATP production. Do you know if they're reading like I would put the pages with like my sites right there. I bet you everyone in this episode is just like half assing it through. I'm sure they It's so much. <laughs> Look at this. Surgical procedures. Did you hear how much she That's said? That's all technobabble. The shape of the wreckage it appeared to be some kind of an escape pod. Their control system was badly damaged, which is probably what caused the crash. This is not even like a mystery. They're setting it up as if. Okay, so. Were you able to salvage anything else from Matrix Translator? I'm moving forward, forward, forward. Here's a glass of water. Yeah, what we're seeing right now, yeah, is Crusher seriously drinking a glass of water, looking at a screen. <laughs> Limb refusion appears to be successful, Doctor. Tissue oxygenation is within norms. What is that voice? That's what is that acting sound? <laughs> we won't be able to test neuromuscular function for a few She days. touches her hair so many times in this episode. Yeah. It's crazy. Ah, Jordy. Can I go now, Doc? No need to keep you here. Your bio scan came out negative. Could have told you that. I feel great. No problems in this episode at all. <laughs> Anything that could have been any kind of plot. Yeah. I never thought he'd make it this far. There was major trauma to his head and chest. No wonder why I was watching this episode and I was like, I can't remember having watched this episode. Yeah, this is a real... I'm afraid I can't take the credit for it, though. His body seems to have amazing recuperative powers. So this is when they discovered this thing, yeah. Yeah. Damaged tissue seems to be repairing itself at a phenomenal rate. Okay, and Jordy's getting super great. So Mm -hmm. there's something going on. What's that? But here's the thing. Take a look at this. Here's the thing. Yeah. A good thing that's happening also. Another (laughs) screen. Cell regeneration. Yes. I love that everyone knows what they're looking at when they look at a Star Trek screen. (laughs) They're like... Just yeah. lines. Yeah, they're just blue lines with a little bit of yellow on them. And they're like, never seen anything like it. The mapping of the system. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. There is a possibility that it's part of his natural healing process. I hope it is, because there's nothing I can do to stop it. Okay, so they establish that this guy recuperates really fast, and that they. The and then we're back with LaForge and Worf. LaForge and. LaForge and Dorf. LaForge and Dorf. LaForge and Dorf. 
uh, talking at the bar about this device that they found in the wreckage. Oh no! <laughs> I messed up. Feedback loop control. Okay, here we go. The compact shape does suggest a rapid chemical processing and storage capacity. Blah 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 blah. Instrumentation assembly. I bet you if you do the skip ahead to any moment, you're just going to get Technobabble. That's basically what <laughs> has been happening. Make it think the entire assemblage yeah. was awake and operating. So Data and Jordy are being dorks at the bar mm -hmm. where there are ladies. There are ladies. And will LaForge take advantage of the, uh, of, of the bar? Nope. Let's talk more Synthahol. Synthahol. I love that Synthahol does not get them any drunk. <laughs> yeah. I had to Wikipedia or Star Trek Wikipedia what synthanol was. You had to? <laughs> yeah, I forgot what it was. Well, there's so much. Yeah. It's uh, a lot in the world. You're right. Storage capsule can wait a while. Look at Jordy's confidence. Mm-hmm. He so touched is, the alien. Yeah, he he'd been touched by an alien. Love the green I mean blue outfit. Yeah. Is she a, is she a, a, like a, a, a Federation uh, troop or is she just like a person on the starship? She's an, a, an engineer and kind of thing. I see. She's been around a, a couple times. Uh oh. This is as sexual as Jordy gets the entire show. Yeah, they just locked arms and walked off the screen. <laughs> so that's very quickly. That's B plot. B plot. Wrapped at minute. <laughs> <laughs> B plot wrapped head. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty five minutes in. John Doe from the emergency bio support unit. I wonder why they still use John Doe. Like. Yeah. Because it makes makes him more relatable, I guess. So he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Alive. You certainly are. And and crushes into him. Thank you for my life. Yeah, he's kind of hot. Tell me. Who am I? Mm. Nothing a doctor likes more yeah, nothing. than someone they can shape and define. <laughs> right. <laughs> when a patient knows nothing about themselves and is completely in their control. Perfect. Perfect. May I, my ideal man. <laughs> this is such, such a weird episode. He has like, so he has flashes of discomfort. Mm-hmm. That they evaluate. He tries to walk. This takes forever. He but goes he can too do it. fast. And then he can actually just do it. Oh, the problem where he couldn't walk was not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. And Crusher's given some looks and is falling in love. Yeah, clearly and slowly. And Picard's right there. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know Picard and Crusher like. I really wanted them to be more couples. Yeah, I always thought, and I don't know if this is canon, but that they were together but couldn't be together because Picard hated Wesley too much and wasn't good with kids. No. That's not the reason. I'm sure that's the beginning. <laughs> Maybe, but he grows to uh, to like the boy. Mm. She gave me back my life. We're not even halfway through this episode. I know. <laughs> it's too long for the plot that there is. So they basically don't know what's going on with him because he's recuperating really fast, but also he gets like shocks of energy. And he doesn't know who he is? Okay, so here's the scene. Oh, Oh, oh kissing. they do have a kiss. Yeah. Oh, okay. They got a steamy kiss. There's a kiss in the elevator. Yeah, I'll be there. And they've seen each other every night this week, so they probably have had sex or they're kind of... They yeah. don't even imply it, though. They don't. <laughs> There's not even like that sexual implication. Deck six. So... 
You and Miss Henshaw have been seeing a lot of each other. Every night this week. Is that all? I thought you'd been walking around with that smile on your face a lot longer than that. Well, I guess I have. This whole last month or so, everything seems to be going my way. I don't know what it is, but something sure has changed around here. The only thing that's changed is you. Me? I'm the same old guy I always was. If you say so. I don't remember the old Geordie having that much success with Miss Christy Henshaw. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have worded it like that. Yeah. I think it would have been like, I wouldn't, I don't remember Geordie having this like confidence or like mm. this like spring in his step. Yeah. But Riker's a direct man. Yeah. <laughs> Riker's, Riker's your superior who will talk about sex life. Yeah. I don't remember you having any kind of success <laughs> with sex. So, all right. So this is the weirdest O'Brien appearance. Oh right, and this isn't really brought up. This is nothing. Kayaking on the holodeck again. <laughs> They're starting to make him a character, I think. Right. Like yeah. a, I love O'Brien. I love him, and he lasts all of DS9. Yeah, I know. I get excited every time I see him in a movie. I'm like, uh, O'Brien. With Keiko. Oh yeah, and they have a kid. Kayaking again. That's sweet. It's nice. So Wesley comes in with his uniform and calls it out. Judge for yourself. My mom's favorite patient. Mm -mm. So. And this guy's great at walking at this point. Ten minutes after we last saw him walk. Yeah, literally ten minutes of (laughs) of the entire episode when he had already walked. Yeah. On the first time. So here's what happens with O'Brien. He notices that O'Brien has a dislocated shoulder and he's dressed like a '90s like. Key West. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like Spring Boat Break owner. from '94. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't get how uh, the aliens' magic is any different than the tricorder, since they both can just like boop 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 you and know. heal you. Why would it be any different? <laughs> also, like, aren't we talking about magic, basically? Yeah. He doesn't, and he doesn't have like clear powers. He can heal everyone, and later, uh, spoiler alert for later in the episode. Oh no! He just touches the walls of the Enterprise and heals the entire ship. I really wanted to talk about that. That makes no goddamn sense. He's like, touches the screen. Right? How is the screen connecting him to anything? And then he just like, the Enterprise is healed. Yeah, everyone was dying, weren't they? They were choking out. Laugh. So okay, this is the famous no Wesley and Crusher dinner. Everyone's talking about him. Intrigued. This to me was the climax of the episode. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> yeah. What is there? Um, is this your way of asking me if I'm getting romantically involved with? You said it. I didn't. My feelings aren't romantic. Exactly. I mean, I know so slow. Yeah, so slow, and also like sometimes create a false sense of intimacy. Okay, I'm glad she acknowledged this it's weird falling in love with your patients. That it's <laughs> different, fully inappropriate. There's yeah. Almost spiritual connection. Oh, then that, then it's okay. <laughs> I guess I'm not making any sense, am I? I think I understand. So, I never liked Wesley. You really? I just Tell always assumed he sucked. What? I just feel like Picard didn't like him, so I didn't like him. <laughs> You're a total Picard head. Yeah. I feel like if, I feel like because I guess when I watched as a kid, like I wanted to be on like Star Trek, but the kids always seem so stupid. Do <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. And like uh, immature and couldn't really pilot anything. Uh oh. Couldn't really do anything? That yeah. was not you. 
Um, but wait, were you maybe just envious? Could be. It could be. I feel like that's very, very realistic. <laughs> I mean, I would be. I would be very, very jealous. I used to read those books, which were like the young adult fiction versions of Star Trek episodes, and they always featured like Wesley or um, whatever, what's his face, his son is. Uh, uh, Cisco's son. Oh, Jake? Yeah, they'd be like, oh, they get the runabout and they go on an adventure. Or um, um, the Ferengi's son, Rom. Oh, no, no, yeah. His nephew. Um, Nog? Quark? No, no. Quark and Quark. then Rom, Rom is his brother. And then, and then Nog, Nog is the son. the son. Yeah. You know it. I do. <laughs> I watch it. I feel like it's like my background, like soothing. Mm. How many? So you watched, you didn't, you didn't watch this at all as a child? No. And it it it, it were not, you as a, as an adult. They were not airing it. Uh, yeah, when I was dating Benjamin, he was like, uh, "I think you would really enjoy watching it." And I was like, "All right." And then he was fully right. I was like, "This <laughs> is it. I'm in. This is mine. Mine. I am doing yeah. this. This is what I do." It's great. And then ever since I've been fully obsessed. Uh, and then Alice watched it growing up, so mm. she has like the crush on Data and like yeah. Wesley's like her se- sexual awakening. <laughs> Well, to me, it was Riker. I'm like, I yeah. both want to be Riker and want, want Riker. him. Yeah. Mm, yeah. With his chest hair and his openness to wear <laughs> female ordained outfits. Yes. I love it. I love it. He goes to like this feminist planet and uh, they're like, you have to wear this tiny thing. And he's like, hey, when in Rome. And I'm like, yes, man. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And also he's very mask. Um, mm-hmm. Yet, still of the future, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He doesn't have a toxic masculinity yeah. to him. He's, he's got a not yet. fine masculinity. So we're halfway through the fucking episode, <laughs> and nothing has happened <laughs> because they found a guy and he's okay. Yes. <laughs> and Jordy asked a girl out on a date, and then he doesn't know who he is. Oh, mm-hmm. th- here, this is when he rejects her. They come to have a drink. Yeah. Is there only one cafeteria on the Enterprise? And it's Pen this forward, one? yeah. That must be boring. That must be weird. Yeah. Also, if you're on the other Should side of the ship, stopped. you're like, ugh. Yeah. I gotta go. We can see the rest of it some other time. This is your first day out of sick bay, and I don't want you to overexert yourself. That's a weird... Re- okay, let's... let's uh, that is a weird relationship. Right, yeah. She's just like... Let me watch you out in the world at this place where we drink. <laughs> right. You just learned to walk. Let me uh, walk you over to a bar. Let's <laughs> see how you do. I don't, don't want you to overexert yourself. yourself. And she grabs both drinks. Look. <laughs> His crusher's double fisting it. Look. My thoughts. Exactly. She's fully leading this. She's like a dirty professor. Yeah. <laughs> but he's trans- transforming from a man into a higher being. So he'll, he, it's, it's all good. He'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. So this is when Truly he rejects remarkable. her without rejecting her. They're all so different from one another, and yet they work together freely. That surprises you. It is new to me. My people are different somehow. Only I could remember. <laughs> Yesterday, for one terrifying moment, there was clarity. You mean the energy pulse? Yes, for that moment, my purpose seemed clear, and then it was gone. Pain, the energy pulse. I'm like, this, this is the is so slowest. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are no quotable moments from this. Oh just my silence God. and techno babble. I'm like, damn. Also, like, classic guy. Like, I have a higher purpose. Mm. I can't be with you. See you later. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> They're all saying. Your classic excuses. <laughs> I'm forming into a godlike being. Mm-hmm. Can't be around you. I have to touch your iPhone and heal the world. <laughs> I have to touch, yeah. yeah. Let me touch your computer so I can heal the building. Let's see, what happened to you? I was kayaking in the holodeck again. That, okay, so. That th- happens a second time? There's, there's a, like. <laughs> oh, the quotes. Memorable quotes. Let's just see what we have here. You must see the fire in your eye. She must let her see the fire in your eyes. Yeah. But what would I say? Words come later. It's the scent that first speaks of love. I'll say that that was a memorable quote since we did quote it earlier. And, yeah. And it, we were with it. So. We were. <laughs> then how can you explain this a memorable quote? This next memorable quote is, uh, I'll read dramatically. What happened to you? Oh, I was kayaking on the holodeck again. Oh, is that the one? No, you want me to read the next quote? Yeah, no, I mean, that. how That's- is that memorable? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's not a really memorable one. Read the next one. Uh, I have so much to teach you about women. Worf, less talk, more synthanol. We came here to relax. Worf, these should all be on coffee mugs or something. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Shot glasses. I've been tutoring him. He learns very quickly. They said that those are three different lines, but Worf kind of says those all in one line. This is like, yeah, a moment in the show. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, not memorable quotes. <laughs> not memorable <laughs> None of quotes. Damn it, you nearly killed a member of my cruel crew and healed him. I'm not forgetting that. <laughs> also, why would Picard be like that? Like, clearly yeah. it was an accident. Clearly something's up. That's no good. It's, uh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's, there's not really much to, to pull from this one. Okay, let's see. This was the second episode written by René Echevarria. Nice. He recalled, after seeing, after selling the offspring to the show, I went back to New York and Michael called me a couple of weeks later and said he had a story that was dead in the water. Okay. <laughs> it was a premise that they had, like my soup that I ate yesterday yeah. and got me sick. It was a premise they had uh, bought involving us finding some crash ship on a little moon. And there's a man who's basically dead, and we use a miraculous 24th century medicine and bring him back to life. We practically grow him back, but who is he, and what's the story? I thought about it for a while and came up with a basic idea of transfigurations, that someone was evolving out of their human form into an energy being. We've seen both of those series stories before, <laughs> but we've never seen the intermediate step. I feel like this writer, while saying this quote, was realizing how boring the episode sounded. Like, we, there's a planet, and we crash land, and there's a person, we bring him back to life with 24th century technology, but uh, who is he? Uh, this is not a but story. Like, who is okay, he? Okay, What's so, happening? Yeah, he's and transforming to like a shape. To a light being. <laughs> and I know we've seen that before, and I know we've seen a moon before, but, we're gonna see but very this is different. slow. <laughs> the transformation. It's going to be slow now. So you can really see every step. Okay, after completing the first draft, Echevarria was called back to help on the rewrite, which was divided uh, by acts among the writing staff. Uh, he wanted to do a show where he got to see 21st century medicine up close and personal. What? We didn't see that. There's nothing you like did it. not win. That did not work. <laughs> no. Oh, this episode marks the first appearance of the large laboratory set, later reused as stellar cartography and a number of other laboratories. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> a large transparent interface seen on the bridge of the Salconian warship was previously seen on the surface of Risa in the teaser of Captain's Holiday, which is the episode I oh, told okay. you about with Vash. Mm. Interesting. So, nothing fun. <laughs> yeah. 
nothing fun. Nothing fun. Well, I'm so sorry, Nico. <laughs> well, this is a delight. I still like talking about Star Trek, even if it's a, even if it's a if it's a slow. Have a you, slow one. Do you? When you go to conventions, do you ever go in? No, I haven't gone to a convention in a long time. I only went with my uncle, and he would go to a bunch because he'd also make the models. Like, you know what I mean? Like those really detailed, like Whoa. starship models, and he would so hang them from real. our room, our ceiling. Uh, yeah, he's a real guy. So he would speak to the security guards in Klingon. Yeah. And the security guards would be like, this is just a job, man. <laughs> and he'd be like, see, they don't know it like I do. And so uh. I always felt proud of that. But I've never really dressed up, and other than my uh, uncle telling me some Klingon, I don't think I really got into character that much. Really? Yeah. I went as Captain Picard. No, you went as Captain Picard? But I didn't do like bowl cap. I just um. did his uniform and rank. Oh, okay. So but you just made me. Veronica the captain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I made myself the captain and enjoyed walking around town. That sounds great. And Alice was Data. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's fun. Very, very nice. I've never, yeah, I don't think I've really dressed up. Yeah. You da, should. Da, da. No, never it's so sad. <laughs> never you think you, you would go to one recently? I would go, I would go, I would go, to, I would right go on to, to one recently. I feel like Star Trek events have been, um, I don't know eclipsed by other conventions you know what i mean like yeah. comic con or whatever marvel's doing yeah no that's I, a thing i feel like star trek used to be the convention thing and then it got yeah. passed by well we went to the 30th anniversary of tng so maybe oh, nice. like there's something like that coming up for ds9 oh i would do that yeah i, would do I that. think that would be really that'd fun. be delightful yeah yeah they're usually in vegas i think <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that was also fun i love vegas Ooh. Well, guys, I think this was our episode. What can I tell you about it? Alice never called. And uh, this episode was as low as it gets. Gets, gets, gets. But yeah. I love having you, Nico, because... I am so happy to be here. I miss having people who know about Star Trek enough that I can just... Yeah, I, I think we got we touched a lot of things. We did. Go into any topic. Yeah, yeah name any, a Star Trek topic and I'll have an opinion about it. Any episode, any show, yeah. and just be like, yeah, there's seven things that I know about this. Yeah. And I we don't get to have that treat usually. Oh, yeah. Well, anytime you need me, I'll be here. If, if Paul F. Tompkins ever cancels, <laughs> you book me. Weirdly, I don't think he will. But... We will have you back, uh, you. especially now in season three. I'll try to make sure that oh, yeah. it's a, a better like a Borg episode, like a Romulan oh, episode. My God, yes, I'm yes, all about yes. the Romulans. Yeah, really? Yeah, I always Why? like them. I don't know because they seemed like the Vulcans, but evil. And I thought that was like, kind of a cool exactly, deal. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. They are the evil Vulcans. And I think my brother liked all the Klingon stuff, so I feel like I, in order to make myself different, I had to like the Romulan stuff. I did that. I did that with my brother because he was so yeah. annoying about everything. Yeah. Then if I liked it, then I would have. He would have owned all the toys, and then I was like, "All right, I'll be this B guy, yeah, this I other guy." I feel like I, because uh, I, I guess I always just mir mir uh, mirrored whatever my brother did. But he would like uh, we got like uh, turtles, yeah, older, two years older, and so he we got turtles, and he named his like Fasty, so I named mine Slowpoke, and he named his lizard Iggy, so I named mine Ziggy. <laughs> like really putting in no thought to creativity, just changing one letter of what my brother said, and I'm sure it was insufferable. It was really obvious too. Yeah. <laughs> Ziggy, really? Yeah. I just like, can you think of anything mm -hmm. else? Fuck, <laughs> fuck, man, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have been annoyed by it too. But somehow I was the older sibling, but the younger one. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was yeah. basically doing what you were doing. Great. <laughs> Not the same, but basically. That's how I got all my cuts, was oh, doing yeah? things that my brother was doing, oh. but I was doing poorly right, right after. <laughs> and then I was like, stitches. I was always a very indoor child. Really? Hence Star Trek, maybe. Yay, but. Star Trek people. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for being here and oh. tune in for the next episode. Thank yeah. you, Nico. Do you have anything you. to plug? Oh, uh, you can look up Marina and Nico, uh, my writing partner and I. We got some stuff. Oh, there's a, there's a web series called What I Expect When You're Expecting, a parody of those uh, those pregnancy videos yeah, that teach yeah. you how to be pregnant. We have a, a series called What I Expect When You're Expecting, where a random woman just tells you what she thinks going on in your uterus. So. Which is what happens. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah, so follow in anything on social media. Like, uh, should we follow Marina you? and Nico? Right. Look for at Marina and Nico on any relevant social media, and you'll find us. And that's how they're known all throughout comedy. I don't think anyone ever says, yeah, like, just Nico, yeah, just yeah, Marina. Yeah. Everyone's we, like, if, Marina and Nico. We have to be in the same room at the same time or we disappear. Yeah, and so she has. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much, and I'll have you back hopefully in a better episode and tune in next week for the season finale of season three with Paul Duncan and Alice will be here <laughs> bye forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by Brett Boehm Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey for more original podcasts please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.